0: You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Hey, friends, Dan Duvall here to tell you about something I am super excited about. The Bride Tribe Advance 2023, which we are going to be calling Revolution. Take your place in the kingdom. This is going to happen at the Royal Sinesta in Houston in the Galleria area from November 9th through the 12th. At booking.bridemovement.com, you'll be able to register for this event. And it links right from bridemovement.com. I know I don't always give announcements on this podcast for what's going on in the Bride Ministries world, but this is just too important, friends. It is going to be extraordinary. Every year that we do this advance, it is a move of God. It is a move of God. Last year, we had three hours of nonstop testimony after the event with a line that was still going, and we just had to shut it down so we could tear down. It was because God moves at these advances, and we don't want those of you that are part of our podcast family to miss out because you just didn't get the news. Booking.bridemovement.com, you can sign up. You will be able to get your hotel room. You'll also be able to get some information about the event itself, meet our speakers. It's going to be me, Todd Edwards, and also two of my favorite people from the other side of the world, Todd and Rachel Weatherly. And we are going to be uh, having an an extraordinary time of family and fellowship, worship and cutting edge revelation. So I want to invite you all booking.bridemovement.com. Now, in addition to that, Keep in mind, dandeval.com is the home of the Discovering Truth podcast. You can do a couple of things on that website. Number one, you can access our podcasts. Number two, you can purchase really cool merchandise like mugs and shirts. And uh, we have the whole Names of God series. A lot of people that watch the church, they say, hey, where'd you get that really cool shirt with all the names of God? Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Gabor. Like, where is that sold? oval. friends, and we it comes in robes for the ladies and handbags and all that cool stuff and you you can know that um, you are supporting this podcast when you buy and look highly fashionable in your new gear we also have the ability to become a podcast patron for as little as five dollars a month and that comes with benefits you get early access to these podcasts and uh, a few other goodies and so, The last piece of news, as many of you know, Overcomer Accelerated is our offering to those that want to accelerate their healing journey. You can join in three ways. One, you can join just for the live components, which includes a live ministry demonstration with yours truly on a weekly basis, as well as book study. Uh, Option number two includes over 100 hours of coursework online in, in addition to the live Component and, and the third way to join is with a coach. So you'll get the live ministry and, 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 and the book study, you'll get over 100 hours of learning online. And you will also get eight hours of personalized one on one coaching with a trained coach every month that you stay enrolled. And so overcomeraccelerated.com Check out the offer. And with that said, we're going to jump right into the podcast. On the other side, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Those were your announcements. All right, friends, we're back on Discovering Truth with Dan Deval And I am sitting down again with Kate. And we are picking up in the middle of a very hectic cliffhanger. Now, when we had left off, Kate and I were talking about how she was swapped in. And now now, now the family that she grew up in, she calls them her foster family because uh, 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 that is how she represents the situation. And she told us in the last podcast that, that, that the, 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 there were pictures shown of her as a child. So, so she was supposed to believe that looked radically different from, from her. And it, it was like a point at like five months or something in there where all of a sudden she just looked extremely different. And they said, oh yeah, you just, you know, your, your hair changed color and that, that was supposed to be the the truth. But but in her journey, she has learned some things. Uh, she, she has been taking a journey of healing with bride ministries. And 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 um we want to give her coach a shout out as well for all the wonderful work that she's been doing. And 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 then we were also on the crossroads of pre-implantation time travel the training, the different bodies they put you in, the initiations. I mean, there's so much there. Kate, welcome back to Discovering Truth.
1: Thank you. Excited to be back.
0: Kate, I want to ask you this. Um, How how do you keep all of this straight in your head?
1: (laughs) I don't. (laughs) When Jesus reveals stuff that you couldn't possibly make up, you just have to write it down. There's no other way around it.
0: (laughs) Well... I am super curious, as are the rest of our listening audience um, with our former cliffhanger. How did the process of putting you in your foster family take place?
1: We will get into that today. So um, right before I start, I just uh, I wanted to share something that um, the Lord spoke to me while we were going through this process of figuring out my true story, my true identity, all of these things. Um, Because I'm sure that this is not uh, uncommon. I'm sure there's other people who are either in this journey or about to walk into it and your whole world is about to implode (laughs) and you're going to be like, what, (laughs) this is not what I thought was my true life. So these are the words he spoke over me and hopefully this is going to minister to someone else um, today. So Mm -hmm. this is what I, what I received from him. I am a just God and a Savior. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. I am the one who shields you from the disaster that falls upon the nations. I have heard your cry to me for direction, and I now speak it. I will make your way clear and set the path before your feet. Through narrow ways you must follow to reach the end of the road. Your soul will bear heavy burdens not known to the common man. Your scars are deep, for you have known much. Your affliction has not been light, and you bear in your body the wounds of Christ. You stood up to Lucifer when he could have broken you and you did not bow down. Though he twisted you and crowned you with thorns, you were defiant. You remember your essence from when you were with me before I knit you together in your mother's womb. You know my face. You know my name. You worshipped me when all the stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy. I have not forgotten you. I have called you by name and you are mine. I am your redeemer who calls you out of dust today and turns your morning to joy. I will renew all things in you. So this is the the promise that he gave to me when he started showing me what we're about to get into. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that said, here we go. So, um, this is kind of just a funny thing, but if anyone's ever been uh, on the internet and you know you get asked to to log in and you have to put a birthday in, Facebook is a prime example. Um, I always picked a fake birthday and I always picked the same date. I would always pick June 16th, 1980 for no apparent reason. I thought my whole adult life I've done this. Well, turns out that was actually my real conception date when they created me as a CRISPR baby. And that's been ob- obfuscated for me my whole life. So that was a funny wow. start right then and there. my my full self knew this detail and uh, and that was brought forward and and the Holy Spirit confirmed that. So I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's way too weird <laughs> but uh, yeah so that's a fun detail. Um, and just to, to backpedal a little bit about what we talked about last time, so I was absolutely a, a CRISPR baby. And so what they were doing is they were gene editing me to become a super soldier like my dad. Um, and my dad works in the, blo- in the my real dad works in the Black Ops uh, military somewhere in Canada. I've never mm-hmm. met him, don't know anything more than that. Um, but that's who he was. Um, and they, uh, my parents never met, my real parents, um, they just chose them based on um, the fact that their heritage and their bloodlines lined up really well for their purposes. So they really liked um, the qualities that were there for uh, my Jewish heritage. And I'll just put an asterisk in here. Mm -hmm. I had no idea until this year that I'm Jewish. Not a clue. In fact, and we'll get to this later, I've been programmed to believe I was from an entirely different ethnicity bloodline, family story, the whole nine yards. So. <laughs> Can I
0: just ask this question? Yeah. If I were to look at a family photo of you and your foster parents, as you call them. Yeah. Would I be able to see, there is no way you guys are related. Like you don't have the same eyes, the same, or or do you have some similar features? I, I'm i curious. Yeah,
1: this is a really good question. So, cause I really looked at this hard yes. um, when I was, starting to figure this out and i pulled up the pictures and i was looking and looking and um and i was comparing pictures of not just like what i would consider my nuclear family so my supposed mom dad and brother but also myself with my supposed cousins because um the one side of the family so that my fake mom side um they have a very very strong facial structure like everyone has the same jawline everyone has the same nose Um, even the kids, uh, like, like the, the, there's 14 children in that family. Um, so even their kids who obviously are married to other people, they're like, my cousins carry that look. It's the McNeil look, everyone knows it. But when you look at me beside my cousins, I don't fit at all. I look I stick out like this kid that <laughs> just appeared. I was the family friend, right? Okay. um, but in my nuclear family, at first glance, I look like I fit. It's pretty close. They did a really good job choosing who I was placed with. Um, but if you look closer, then you can start seeing it doesn't really align. It doesn't add up. Mm. yeah,
2: okay. got it.
1: Yeah. So that was really fun <laughs> to start looking at. <laughs> um and I kept all those pictures as as evidence. I'm I'm uh, it's too good. <laughs> it's just way too good.
0: So they programmed you to believe a whole different lineage, but you actually have the the I'm Jewish. A Jewish yeah. her, okay, genetically. Yeah. Yeah. The, I assume that has something to do with the whole story.
1: Yes, it's huge. It has almost every implication on my entire life. Yeah, it's massive. So um, while they're doing this CRISPR tech gene editing stuff with me, um, they realized that they could actually do more with me because as a super soldier, um, so I I know um, Alex Valero, he kind of had like very physical uh, qualities. He was like super fast and super strong. Um, with me, I was, I was different. So I didn't have like necessarily like super physical strength, but I had crazy endurance, insane work ethic. Like I've always been able to outwork everyone around me. Um, think my husband, I like never quit. I would work through like 16, 18 hour a day, not eat, not go to the bathroom, just power through work like a crazy man. And, uh, and this is, I've always been able to do that and just keep going. Like it didn't affect me, Um, and <laughs> the thing I always got told growing up is, "Oh, you're super smart. You're so smart. You know all this stuff." Everyone always has said that about me my whole life, and uh, and I guess in a sense, yeah, they were right because <laughs> I could always like listen to someone who was telling a story, and I knew what I already knew the punchline before they even got there. Or um, in school, someone would be teaching a theory or trying to explain something. And I already, I I was bored already. I was like, okay, like, can we go deeper? Um, And so that's always been a a trait. And it's actually always been something that I've been bullied for and manipulated for. And um, certain, there's like a long line of certain people who showed up in my life um, at different periods. And all of them would try to use my gifting and ability um, for their own nefarious purposes and gain they never wanted anything to do with who i really was it was all about them knowing and being attracted to what i had that i couldn't see and they obviously being programmed in uh, the dark ways were going to use that to to advance their own purposes so that was something that really uh, has always always stood out but i always took it for granted i was like well of course like doesn't everyone study hard doesn't everyone think hard like it just seems like a way to be um but it's not that's not normal and uh and I didn't realize any of this until I was working with Valerie and because this year was just so much happening I was like okay like we just need to like get this stuff out of me let's get this programming out like and I was booking like her two hour sessions, which like in my mind is like way too short. I'm like, I need like a week, let let's start to finish. Like, let's just go. And I kept asking her, like, how much more time can I get? And she'd be like, you really reminding me of Alex. Like you got super soldier ability just wham, let's hit me with the book. And uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. the problem is, right. You, you start digging the stuff out and you realize
1: yeah
2: you can
0: keep going
1: yeah like i have the endurance the
0: more you dig
1: yeah i'm like i can handle like all the all the the effects of processing this much information and this much trauma and this much stress right which is just totally not normal Mm -hmm. um i'm not like that anymore uh happy to report that my super soldier programming ended a couple months ago Come on, (laughs) like drastically wow (laughs) i had a session with her and then The next day I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I can't do anything. (laughs) So I
2: slowed down drastically. I
0: I do want to make a comment on that. Like this is, is true. Like when the deprogramming starts to change things and that the emergence of actual humanity, like overtakes people, you, you, there are some seemingly beneficial aspects of being programmed that do drop off. I mean, that that's true, right? Yeah. You, you are nailing it. It happens. Yeah. Real yeah. changes.
2: Wow.
1: <laughs> it took me a couple of weeks to kind of settle in and be like, oh, so this is what it means to be human. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, Jesus, <laughs> this is your plan. <laughs> Wow! thought i was highly productive before this but <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> okay.
0: so um so, all right so you made real progress now uh are we go- are we going to learn how they swapped you into your family you're going to explain to us the jewish connection
1: yeah i'm good i'm going there it's very like there's so much packed into me coming being swapped out it's i have to kind of bring all this to the forefront so they um, yeah, so they were able to to program me there, and so this is this is this is very key to why I got placed and not taken out mm-hmm. uh, when I backed down in my um, initiation ceremony. So what they so they changed their work um, from intending me to be a super soldier, just that. And they decided that what they could do was create me to be a high-level spy in this is their operation called um, Operation Armageddon. And so this is Satan's plan to destroy all of the true Jews who believe in Jesus in the coming days. So fast forward. So I was supposed to act like the Gestapo against my own people without knowing that I was actually Jewish. Um, And so they used the the placement family my foster family to their advantage to keep this mission intact even though I had gone and kind of blown up their original plan so um what they had initially intended for me was to actually enter the skull and bones which I've learned is supposedly only for males but for whatever reason I was like an exception to that rule and I was supposed to enter it the day that of my initiation but I never did. Um, George W. Bush is also part of the Skull and Bones. So this is why I was kind of placed under him and he had jurisdiction over where I went um, and was able to make that decision. Um, and then this is the other piece of it. So they they not only programmed me to be able to be that high-level spy But this is also what what they did. So um, because I was training in all this pre-birth, I achieved a very high ranking in Satan's army. So I I was at the second highest level, second only to what would be called like the gods and the goddesses that we think of like Baal and Moloch and Isis and Diana and all these big, big guys. Um, And so the title that they had given me um, was ISIS of the two towers. And I was actually supposed to bridge the gap between Babel as it was and Babel as it will be under Satan in the new world order. So I was supposed to command the troops that would get this project done and make it a reality. And then they selected me to be essentially the military genius of their new Babylon. So this is why I was talking about the really like smart really strategic, able to really think and like figure stuff out really fast. This is what they were using me for. Um, so, but at my initiation ceremony, when I was supposed to step into this role, I went rogue and I wasn't supposed to do that. So the girl who was trained behind me, she wasn't, as she wasn't um, at my level. She was a step down. She's actually the one who is now, now in my spot. I don't know who it is yet um but she's the one who then we'll get into this later she sent the agent to kill me and this is that agent was the one who introduced me to bride ministries so <laughs> i just for fun i had to ask jesus like how big is the target on my back because this is insane and he said it's really really big but I've outsmarted them because I'm covered in the blood of Jesus and they can't touch me. And I, I do this every single day and every single day they get really mad. <laughs> so with all that said, I love it. <laughs> this is what happened. So um, after they ran me through Montauk and wiped my mind, beat me up, um, traumatized the heck out of me, um, you know, got all of the stuff that they felt I needed to, uh, experience into my system. Um, they picked, so the, I'm going to call them the Brazos. So Jeff and Linda Brazo, um, and they were chosen by George W. Bush, um, because they were what he considered an inconspicuous family. Um, and he didn't want me to be like front and center or anything, um, you know, out there where I'd be noticed. So they were perfect. They fit his, um, his credentials. Um, And they were, they, so they took me as a baby. So around somewhere between the five to seven month range is when they took me through the underground tunnel system from Montauk. It runs all the way over to central United States um, it does run up and down the eastern um, seaboard quite a bit. Um, they took me over to central U.S. and then up into Alberta and Alberta, Canada, for those of you who are listening. And um, that tunnel, I'll just make a note because this also plays into my story down the road. But that tunnel actually runs um, all the way to the capital of our province. Um, and it's it's very, very critical Um And ironically, the main highway in our province runs right over top of it. And nobody has a clue that what's happening underneath their feet. So that's how they got me here. And uh, so I was always told that I was born in old Alberta on September, uh, September day in 93. And I was told which room I was born in and color and all this stuff. However, this is what really happened. So Jeff and Linda had um they were so Jeff comes out of a very long history of freemason families um his grandfather was a 33rd degree freemason of the scottish rite um who's also involved in the shriners his um grandmother and his mother were part of the um oh it's going to bug me what the name is eastern eastern oh. star something mm-hmm. like that yeah. yeah um ironically his grandfather was also connected to the alberta liquor board and these people drank and partied and like this is i i knew these things as a kid growing up i was told this um so i i've always known this didn't really know what it meant um but this is I knew this. And then once I started researching, them, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is what's going on. <laughs> so uh, there's your Freemason side there. And then so Linda brazo um, I was always told that she uh, grew up in a, a Christian family and um, was had had um, like Catholic and Orthodox background, um, that her family was Ukrainian and uh, they were all f- peasants and farmers and homesteaders over in Saskatchewan. Canada um turns out she was actually uh one of 14 children who were all super soldiers and she married into this Freemason family with Jeff um, as part of her operations um and so they kind of fit their ranking for taking someone like me under their wing so what happened as far as i have the information and the memories and i'm sure more will come out over time but i have enough to say that taking me as their child was a type of opportunity to step up in the ranks because like okay (laughs) let's just take this into perspective. Sense. You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're no, lower go, down. Go. Like you're not go. really operating in the, in the high ranks of the Illuminati B system plan. And then you have George W. Bush send a messenger to you. And he is like, Hey, we need a foster family for this girl. Um, they told, they, um, they told them that I was a CRISPR baby. They knew I was a super soldier. They knew enough, not all of the story, but they knew enough to know that like, Taking me into their family was massively important, and if they did it right, they were being promised lots of advancement, money, um, you know, notoriety, all the things that that happen within these levels. Um, obviously, some of that is lies, some of that is bribes, some of it doesn't happen, a lot of it does, and uh, and I can vouch for the fact that today they're incredibly wealthy and um, doing very very well, mm. and. And have always been in positions of of leadership or influence, whether if they wanted it or not, they've had the opportunity at least to take it. So um, this, this choice paid off really well for them in the physical world. So, however, there was a cost. And anyone who studied the different levels of Freemasonry will be um, aware that at a certain point you are required to make sacrifice. Um, usually that sacrifice is of a family member. Although now there also seems to be the acceptance of changing your gender, um, as we've seen with the Kardashians, that whole story, Um, and you're considered a living sacrifice, but that is still a type of death, obviously. Um, So in my case, they required a death sacrifice. So Jeff and Linda had had a baby girl, um, and her name was Kate, my name that I have now she was the one that was born in September in this hospital in olds and um, and she is the one with black hair in the in the pictures that I have so at about that five to seven month range I wouldn't be surprised if it was six months because they love using symbolic hmm. numbers
0: oh gosh
1: this is what happened this is when they brought me up and uh and switched me out so um, same as yesterday, trigger warning to anyone listening. Because um, this is going to get really gross. Not to be gross, but because it's gross. <laughs> so. Um, oh, boy, let me just grab my notes quick. Basically, what happened is they took me down. So there was um, so there was Jeff, Linda, and then the two um were called my grandparents but they were jeff's parents so um al um, alfred and phyllis brazo were present there was also um the um jeff's grandmother so dorothy johnson was also present and there was an illuminati grandmaster hooded and cloaked i never saw his face but he was there to do the um, ceremony and so what they did is they we, they're in a, an underground ca- um, kind of like a cavern. There was a like a stone altar in the middle. I'm a baby, like roughly the same age, at this ceremony, um, being forced to watch what's about to happen. And so what um, what they did is they took. Jeff and Linda's actual daughter, Kate. They sexually abused her and ritually sacrificed her by decapitation on this stone altar. And then this grandmaster, as that was happening, he was like calling in these very dark spirits. And they came in as this baby was dying, settled on everyone that was there, including me. And Baphomet was the one who came in and led them. So I've been tied to Baphomet for my entire life. Um, Wasn't until this year that I got free. Um, Because that sucker was like linked right in there. Um, So the the grandmaster marked my face with the baby's blood in an inverted cross. This is a spit in the face of Jesus Christ. Um, Same on my genitals. Then he sexually assaulted me with his finger. They create pleasure. It's a trauma bond. And then they take this and they go forward with um, other types of rituals and further trauma as you progress in in your age. So, And the reason I'm saying this stuff is because um, as a child, later on, um, I was raised to believe that I had never been sexually abused, ever. that this was something that happened in other families um, and that I was the lucky one. I had never you know been exposed to the rougher things in life as my fake dad Jeff used to tell me um and even to the point that i was about 16 when he said um i was i was pushing back on something that he he wanted me to do and i didn't i didn't feel comfortable and he's like well you're lucky that i don't come into your room and rape you every night and that just stuck in my head like a big red flag my right. deep inner self knew something was up with this dude Uh, there's a reason I never liked him, but I didn't know why I couldn't figure it out because I felt okay. But I also felt dirty, super dirty all the time. And this was also used to this ritual right here was used as, as a foundation to under, under, um, underlay the religious programming that would follow. It's very foundational, disgusting, but it works very effectively. So, um, this is why they did it. And I, I share this because there is probably other people out there who are in that same place being like, well, my dad was okay. Or like, you know, like nothing. I don't remember anything really happening, but. So take that information and, and hopefully that can help someone out there. Um, so mm-hmm. then they cursed me with um, hieroglyphs. glyphs. Um, and I actually saw these hired glyphs. Um, later in my 20s, when I went to a Reiki practitioner, don't recommend doing that, but I was very lost and broken and trying to find answers. And uh, she claimed that she only uh, worked in the light.
0: Isn't <laughs> in that, in that it is so mm-hmm. convenient?
1: It's so convenient. Ironically, Jesus never let me go back to her, thank goodness. But yeah, so I saw the hieroglyphs. Uh, and Um, And then there were tons and tons of Jewish stars, the sixth point. And so I want to make a distinction here between um, the satanic version of the Jewish star. There is absolutely that. And that's what came into the room and came over me. But there is also, uh, there's God's original Jewish star. And that's something that I've discovered since. And that is pure and clean. And Satan just copied it and used it for his own purposes. So they've stuck that one on me and had a good time with it. Um, They opened a portal. They brought in all kinds of hexes, um, curses, more hieroglyphs. And one of the curses that they put on me was that I would have no children, no lands, no happiness, no peace, uh, and a bunch of other things. And that I would serve Satan and Antichrist. And then they sealed that curse on a scroll with the red with the blood of the baby. And there was a pyramid with a 33 in the corner of that scroll. So, of course, go into the meaning of all of that. Um, and so what Jesus made known to me is that that um, scroll signified the fact that I had been sold into the highest levels of Freemasonry.
0: Now, this is all happening when you're like six months old.
1: Yeah. And I had to watch the whole thing.
0: And then you're recovering this in session work and it's just yeah play by play. Was this a, a a highly emotional session as you were working through this memory, or was it just watching the data and having to process the emotions later?
1: So this one he actually revealed to me um outside of session work. It was in but it was, I think it was right after my first meeting with Valerie, actually. Um yeah. Because Jesus went right to the core of first, he shut down my persecutors, and then he said, "All right, you need to know who you are." And this is what he did. And um, I alluded to this yesterday, but I'll say it again. Obviously, this is super raw. Like, in any normal person, myself included, would be sitting here bawling my eyes out. Right? Um, The reason I can say it with a smile on my face and and actually like go into it is because of the level of healing that I have experienced and. So to answer your question, mm. when he revealed this to me, mm-hmm. um, yes, it was very emotional, but it was also one of the most, like, reassuring and, um, uh, what's the word, um, when you acknowledge someone, yes. and, the, and the feelings that they've had, and they, they feel like they're whole, and they're, they've, they're heard, they're yes. not crazy. Yes, that's what I felt. I was like, oh. I knew it. I knew there wasn't something, mm-hmm. you know, there was something wrong. And that's what he gave me. And I, w- I was just like, that's it. That explains so much. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what it was. And it, I, it took me a few days to process because I was like, I'd always had this anger inside against Jeff and Linda, but I like couldn't figure out why. Um, like more than just against them for lying and manipulating and being abusive to my brother and stuff like that. This really did it. I was right. like, okay, all right, got it now. <laughs> like I can understand why I would like to see you dead. Makes sense. So um, and then all
0: had the pyramid thirty-three yeah. on it, that was put put you in the highest levels of Freemasonry, but you're six months old. continue
1: yeah so um and i just i this is the other piece of that vision and that jesus also finished with so of course i've always been like i'm a very tender sensitive person and that's always been used against me um i was (laughs) that's how god designed me um but all the Satanists took that to their advantage. And so that's been used to traumatize and program me my entire life. So I really cannot handle, I can't even handle the thought of a child suffering. Um, And for a long time, um, until I understood the greater historicity of the old Testament, I couldn't handle why God was like, go in and kill all the men, women, and children. I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, like, why? Well, they're all nephilim hybrids, so they're not human, that's why. but um, so in this case, like seeing this trauma uh come forward, the part of my soul that by this point has been had been silenced to no longer even ask, no longer even try to plead for mercy, was kind of sitting in the corner like, is there any kind of good side to this?" And Jesus says, "Don't worry, that baby Kate, the real one." She's with him. I saw her. She's doing great. Um, And we actually brought that grandmaster to justice and he's been absolutely wiped out by living water. And um, the curse that he put on me, that one with the, uh, with the scroll, that's been all washed and broken off me Um, and it's done. Like he's, he's been dealt with. So, um he gave me a, a pile of justice in at the, the same time showed me the stuff dealt with it so that was awesome <laughs> um, yeah so then fast forward i'm now the new kate in this family and um this is how sick freemasons are so um ironically uh before I moved out and kind of like cut contact with my family somehow um Linda managed to give me my old baby books which you know a lot of moms would write down all your memories and this and that and um I didn't really care about that stuff but somehow it has always managed to stay with me no matter what has kind of been going on I've always had it stuffed in a corner and this year um, after this stuff started coming through, I, I went back and I actually opened up those books and I read them for the first time. And when I read them, scales fell off my eyes. So Freemasons always have to tell you what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And sure enough in Linda's own handwriting, I have the evidence that I was, um, continually raped as a baby so she recorded that I had two UTIs right around that age of seven to ten months and if you studied uh, UTIs and children and infants and um, signs of sexual abuse you will know that little children little babies do not get UTIs if they're being properly cared for by a loving and responsible adult it just doesn't happen or if it does it's like one in a million like it's super super rare and it is also one of the clinical signs of sexual assault so here i have two of those recordings in less than a five-month period and she's written it all down she's also written down all my vaccinations um, when i started getting eczema which is another trauma Expression of the body. Um, And she's written down who I spent time with as a young baby. So I'd spent time with only the Freemasons in the family at all of my key juncture points birthdays, Christmas, Easter, only these people. So right there, I was like, wow, (laughs) okay, this is really starting to put things together. Um, This explains why I have no memory of this stuff, because um, when you do it that young, your brain just can't handle it. It shatters everything. Um, third eye opens and, um, and and the Holy Spirit, he also confirmed to me and he gave me the memory back. Um, I was sodomized by both Jeffrey Warwick Brazo and Elaine Ruby Miller, my so-called aunt who was chasing me this year (laughs) to my car as i'm trying to get away from her um and this is why i called her a pedophile because everything in my being knew the truth she was she is and she was and she continues to be a pedophile um and she is currently uh acting in these in these ways with her so-called nieces and uh and they and this is how sick they are they used dogs to sodomize me as a four-year-old girl, I remember living in a, on an acreage. Ironically, the lady who owned the place that we were renting from was a JW. And I was outside in the barnyard, just, you know, playing as a kid. And this lady's son has these had these big dogs, and they got off their chain. And I just remember hearing the dog coming. And I just flipped out, like total terror, like peed my pants, running as fast as I could through the tall grass back to the house, trying to get away from this dog. I've never forgotten this memory. But when I was listening to another survivor, um, she, I believe she was in in one of the European castles, can't remember which one, but she was just des- she was describing these rituals that the elites do, where they strip the children naked, they make them run through the forest, and they chase them with the dogs to either kill them or conduct bestiality mm-hmm. this is what happened to me as a little 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 child and this is why i was terrified of that dog i wanted nothing to do with it so um yeah and then and then they also did lollipop programming on me so that's where you just uh and this is also written in in the baby book um that i was asking to go to the to the store to get lollipops uh, which is, this really explains um, why they would have been able to drug me um, and and do this stuff because I was able to handle the toxicity. Um, and then the other piece of it is that, uh, and this is very interesting. So Jeff Brazzo was sodomized. He could see in the, in the spirit.
2: Mm.
1: Um, but Linda was not. And she was always, and then obviously I was, so I could see in the spirit as well and had my third eye open. And, um, she was always jealous of me that I could, um, and that really, that was a, a key of contention, which I didn't realize as I was growing up. She was always very jealous of my abilities, um, and wanted that for herself, but couldn't get it. So that is the toddler years, um, in short. And so what, what really happened is they just, they sexually programmed the heck out of me um, that correlated with the kitten programming that Jelaine Maxwell did on me. Um, And it laid the foundation for all the religious programming that was about to follow. Um, Not to mention that when you do this stuff, you can invite in all kinds of spirits, mind control. You've absolutely wrecked this kid to the point that you can basically do whatever you want to them. So, and then, and then the other piece of this is that I've already had at least 13 years behind me with programming up the wazoo. Like when, when Valerie and I are doing these prayers, like Dan's done an amazing job of, of uh, consolidating all the mind programming, the evil grids, the, um, the constellations, um, the bloodlines, all of these, these lists of things that, that we've, been placed under to lock us down um serve satan and um very quickly it became apparent that i basically have to do every single list plus all of the other new things that the holy spirit reveals happened to me because they jammed almost every single thing into me <laughs> like, i don't know how i still am alive but like these guys are disgusting <laughs> So oh. it's just a testament to the saving grace of Jesus Christ that he does not abandon us to their whims and, and the evil that they purpose in us. Like I should have been the most diabolical person on this planet. If Satan had gotten his way and Jesus said, no.
0: no. <laughs> it, that's a, uh, and here's the thing. As you're going through the, you know, just all the pieces of the story. It, I mean, as, as, as extraordinary as the story is, you're not the only CRISPR baby.
1: No, there's more. Not. Not,
0: right, 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 right. I mean, the, the you're not the only one that was part of the Epstein network that yep. was put in contact with the Bushes or that was under the jurisdiction of the the deep state and the Illuminati is a massive international ring of evil people backed by ancient powers and and with many, many branches of influence. And so, so the size of the network, the amount of technology they're sitting on the expansiveness of their underground and off-planet networks. It is it. it yeah. <laughs> and when you try to think about what it takes to straighten things out, you know, one of the things the Bible says is when you pray, say, My Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's like, okay, so we need to reconcile earth to heaven.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What that means in this generation is correcting for everything you're talking about. I mean, these prayers, they have to address the pre-implantation bondage, the disorder that the time travel has put on the creation using the soul of conceived, engineered children that have not yet been given like physical bodies on earth's side. And and I I mean, it's so expansive uh uh anyway i'm really enjoying it. you're doing such a great job please continue
1: <laughs> yeah no what and I, I fully agree like and as we'll get well, into but, it but this further, is the thing
0: then and then they put the religious programming on you they put you in a church and and i'm probably trying to get my podcast into the hand of that pastor like please listen to what is actually going on so you can be used by jesus to help somebody it's it's tough this is a tough situation yeah right.
1: yeah and and what you're what you're saying about how all of this also affects the creation is absolutely true. Because as we get into this, um, we're going to see how physical location mm-hmm. really matters. It's mm-hmm. huge. It's this is being contested uh, in in our individual lives to grant or seed ta- um, Satan territory and control and dominion. So. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And this is the truth that is being hidden from us. Well, I mean, you're exposing it, so it's great, but we need more people to wake up.
0: (laughs) Come on, come on. (laughs) So
1: um, yeah, so that was um, essentially what happened in my toddler years. This is kind of why I had no recollection of it because they seem to have stopped um, the, the sexual trauma and abuse somewhere in that two to three year old range. Um, so that I wouldn't have any uh, like, kind of like a bleed through or a, a a functional memory and ability to speak to it and say, you know, if someone did something to me, um, they're very, very sneaky like that. They try to cover their tracks. Um, yeah, it's disgusting and vile, but that's kind of what they did. And then they um, switched over into religious programming. So um i remember being about it, it was roughly around the age that i could start to read and write is when i remember oh i was about 5 years old um i remember um linda reading the bible to us um every night that was you know standard practice and and this what i'm about to share is going to sound like it's the right thing to do And in the right circumstance, absolutely. However, how it's being done and who's doing it really, really matters. So um, she would read the Bible to us as kids every single night. Um, We were, we started to do scripture memory. Um, And this is also plays a large part into my being like very, very smart. I have an insane memory. I can remember stuff that nobody would think that I could remember. Um, even to this day. And, um, because of that, I was able to memorize massive portions of the word of God, which God has used to save me. However, that's not the reason that they wanted me to memorize it. So as I was saying earlier, um, they wanted me to be at a high level spy and be able to infiltrate church groups and rat people out but i could fit in because i can quote the scriptures i can i was taught i was catechized um, in all of the main catechisms um, heidelberg um, uh, what's the the uh, westminster the new westminster um, and a couple other ones Um, so i could go through all of that i was I remember listening to all of the big preachers that were on the radio since I was very small and I knew exactly what they were talking about. Again, like just this, my super soldier ability to really process these ridiculously high level concepts of justification by faith and the seven points of Calvinism and uh, transubstantiation and all of these crazy theological topics that people spend their entire lives arguing about and going into the minor details of this is what was taught to me through my childhood. And, um, and that's uh, on the face value. That's a very good thing. I'm glad that I have that still to this day, because it has enabled me now to tell the difference between truth and error false teaching and sound doctrine that is absolutely essential and not enough people are schooled in what they believe they don't actually have a clue what they stand on they don't know the bible they've never read it they've never done the research the outside research to see if what they believe is actually legitimate i've done that since i was a very small child and so um that has enabled me to never fully count God out, even though I tried it many, many times. And, uh, but the point of me learning all of this was not so that I would know Jesus at all. It was taught to me so that I would be able to go into a church and pretend that I was a Christian, but actually fulfill all kinds of um, agendas and little errands and cause trouble and do whatever I was being handled to do. And meanwhile, being able to speak very fluently and sound like I was totally, you know, this upright Christian. So um, funny enough, when I was five, though, I remember having this encounter with Jesus one night because Linda had just read the gospel story and and the crucifixion and the resurrection account. And I remember what was left of my spirit at the time um, because they weren't totally able to take out my core. They fractured all my parts, put them in bondage, sold them out, traumatized them, all that stuff. But they could never take out my core when they were trying to shatter me. They took my essence, but not my core being. Um, So that little piece of me was still able to connect with the truth of the gospel and who Jesus really was. And I'll never forget it. I had this, this moment where I was just like, I believe you, Jesus. And I want you to be my savior forever. Like I confess my sin. I believe that you are the Christ. I believe that you're risen from the dead. Like, here's my life. Like I want to follow you. And he accepted that as a little five-year-old and i was so excited that i got out of bed and i ran down the hall and i was like mom i just accepted jesus to be my savior Mm. Mm. she turns Mm. around blank expression on her face go to bed that was her reaction wow and i just remember like being so confused like isn't this like what you want of me? Like, isn't that why you're reading me the the scriptures? Isn't that the point? Like you should, I, I was like, wouldn't you be like ecstatic? Like you're a Christian. I want to be just like you. Like I did, I'm here, I'm in like nothing, nothing. She never spoke of that moment again, nothing. She never acknowledged that I had accepted Jesus into my life ever wow. for the rest of my life.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And that that right there was fully demonic. I wasn't supposed to do that. They had failed in their programming again to uh to shut all the doors to faith. And uh that was a big mess up on her part. So (laughs) I became very confused from that point, though, because that that seeded so much doubt. And that was the point. They immediately counteract any movement forward, um, any questioning, any um, attempt to look at both sides of the story. And so that was very foundational. And and for the rest of my my childhood, I always would look back on that moment. I'd be like, did I really accept Jesus? Like, I don't know, like, maybe it didn't. Maybe I'm not saved. And this all played very strongly into the theology that I was then taught, which I would now classify as pseudo-Christianity. It's not what the true scriptures teach at all. It's not who Jesus really is. But this is uh, uh, pushed by all the major denominations, particularly in the Baptist churches. And it's um, now it's um, known as the Reformed Baptist or the Reformed movement, Reformed Protestant movement um i know you're in the states you're in texas and down there's the big um southern baptist convention and there's all the big names um i'm going to name four of them these are all people that i was programmed with um with the child trafficking and the um uh they're all they're all freemasons um, and i was traumatized with these people before um I came earthside. And th- these are not people that are being called out, but the Holy Spirit revealed all of them to me. And uh makes sense why I was both taught their theology um and also taught to like essentially idolize them as the teachers, the prominent guys within uh, the Protestant church. So they are um Albert Moeller, John Piper, Ligan Duncan, and R.C. Sproul. I'm also going to call out the fact that Stephen Furtick, Hillsong, and Elevation are all Freemason organizations. Um, John MacArthur is not who people think he is, and Matt Chandler serves the Synagogue of Satan. But these are all people that I was very heavily uh taught and influenced by from a young young age my jeff and linda were like they worshiped john MacArthur. uh it was like that would if you didn't agree with him like you were out of christianity um so wow. with within this theological framework which i'm going to go into um and you actually talk quite a bit about this in in your um, sermons, but I wanted to highlight it because I I don't know if it's um, fully um, fleshed out yet. Um, so I just I want to bring it out some more so that maybe some other people who've grown up in this tradition can see it. I grew up in Bible Belt Canada. Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: you go to church, like everyone's a Christian, everyone votes conservative. Um, mm-hmm. It's you do not question. These things, these teachers, what everything I just said is absolutely inflammatory, where I am. So um, in, this, in this reformed system of thinking, and I'm going to call it false teaching because that's what it is. Um, it is absolutely this idea that you, unless you have an E stamped on your butt, E for elect, uh, you cannot know God and you will not know God. And you're a dirty lowdown sinner who deserves to be dead. You didn't even deserve to be created in the first place. And um, you're going to hell. Now, we're absolutely uh, sinners because of Adam's fall and because of our own choices. But we are also sons of God that he has set out to redeem. And to all who will call upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. And Jesus' mercy is very, very great. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance However, to those who will not receive him, they will not receive the right to become children of God, but only those who believe in his name. So right there, we start to see twisting of where the, where the truth is. And it was beaten into me that there was absolutely nothing that I could do, nothing about me that was good. Um, I was like the bottom of the scumbag. And even if I repented of my sin over and over and over again, that was still not enough. I had to just hope and pray that Jesus was going to have mercy on me on judgment day. Because if he didn't, I'm out of luck. And even if he does save me in this lifetime, I can never truly know if I'm saved. I always have to hope that I got chosen and, and I was elect. And that um, I've, you know, followed close enough to the expectations to be, to have fruit, oh. um, to be considered a Christian. And um, the other piece of it is that there is a very com- convoluted teaching around what it means to have the righteousness of Christ, what it means to be justified by faith, and what it means to be sanctified. Um And and walking in fruits of righteousness. There is absolutely no teaching about the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the church. Um, They just skip right over the Book of Acts and the Book of James as if they don't even exist in the Bible. Um, Because if they actually preach those books, the church would look radically different than it than it does, and it would expose all of the false teachers that are prevalent inside of it. So, um, and the other piece of it, yeah, go ahead.
0: No no you're on a, just finish.
1: Sure. Please. Um the other piece of it is that um the Old Testament so I was mentioning how earlier I used to read the Old Testament and not understand mm-hmm. um like who the, who the Canaanite's were mm-hmm. and why God was bringing judgment down on them. Um this is the reason why. So Freemasonry has so influenced the church and the the historical narrative that is allowed to be brought out within Christian circles that actual factual, archeological and historical and personal eyewitness testimony dating back to as far as we can go is not allowed to be brought forward to bring to light what the text actually means. And the Hebrew, the original Hebrew text of Genesis in particular is not ever spoken about because if it was and you because and as this is the hebrew text that you break down like word for word in the original text to to delineate the difference between kabbalah and and what the Bible Right, says. right, right.
0: Because in Genesis 1 1 in Kabbalah, they invent this Adam Cademan being a yeah. creation of Elohim, who is the created, not the creator. And then, yeah. you know, heaven and earth and like Jesus gets eliminated. Whereas yeah. Genesis 1 1 is John 1 1 through 4. Like it is yes. literally Jesus yes. being the one through which. All of creation is happening as the Alev Tav. Yeah. Okay. So, just for the yes. audience's reference point, I know what you're talking about. Go yeah. ahead.
1: So that right there, it, that is not. You cannot talk about that. That is never taught. They use their special Greek t- translation, which is, if you look into the how the translations were created, a lot of that has been subverted by the Illuminati um, to intentionally create versions of the Bible that are incorrect and that are creating. Uh, its own new sub-religion which is leading us into the beast system we are we are literally currently watching this happen um this is this is what i grew up in never having correct uh doctrine never never actually having revealed to me what the bible really says and therefore never able to actually come to a full knowledge of the truth it's Uh all blanketed and hidden and on top of that so not only do they lose you in the crazy theology, but they and and just omitting stuff. But then they use it to blackmail you. So in these these conservative churches, I grew up. I I traveled around. We went to several um, denominations. I've seen all versions of the evangelical church: Mennonites, Lutherans, Presbyterians, Reformed churches. Um, and we kind of settled in the Baptist church, and the reason for this is huge. Um, they so there's this hierarchy of the way that you will act, and it's really a reflection. It's it's the religious reflection of what's going on on the backside of these churches in the Freemason hierarchy. So on the real on the religious side, to the average person walking in the door, they'll never really put this together, but it's all works righteousness. You go to church on Sunday, you give your money, you go to Bible study, you, uh, depending on which way the denomination goes, you pray the prayer or you volunteer, or you, um, put in your time on a missions, you follow all the steps. And that's how you get noticed in the church elevated to the, the place where you can become an elder or a deacon, depending on the church. Maybe you're, if you're a female, you can get in there too. Um, And this is how you you enter into the friendships of the influential people within the church who run things. This is not isolated to a church here and there or, you know, with some crazy pastor. This is a pattern that they have successfully created to help condition people to think in these levels of Freemasonry. And I was raised in this and taught to observe this and to fulfill these levels as I'm growing up as a child and having this drilled into my head that this is what it means to follow Jesus and to be a good Christian. Flip side of that, I'm growing up in a home where. I'm being taught all this stuff and my dad is beating up my dad, Jeff, my fake dad, Jeff is beating my fake brother, Matthew. Um, As a little kid, he would do something. The demons would just absolutely flare up in Jeff and he would beat the crap out of this kid with belt buckles and the demons would come out of him and just scream rage. And you never knew what was going to happen and everything was always unstable I just remember because I was spiritually aware as a, as a kid and I would see darkness and I realize now it, what I was seeing was the spiritual world in the physical interacting in my home. And it's because we were literally owned by the demons of Freemasonry. They were invited to live in there and, and just cause crazy, crazy stuff to happen. And so there seems to have been, um, oh, this is also very key. And this is what led me eventually to start questioning the the story that I was told. So um, there seems to have been some kind of um, hiccup in Linda's life where she messed up on something and she was trying to gain favor back into her handlers, um, goodwill. And so she's always like completely guilt ridden and controlled by spirits of, um, doubt and grief and, um, like self-loathing. And she would offload all of that into me. And she, to this day, I don't really know how they did it, but they managed to program me with all of their stuff so like my so Jeff's demons I got that I also got like a lot of his family trauma I also got because he part of he was part Cree so there's a lot of indigenous trauma that came from that um and then and then from Linda I got a pile of stuff I got like all the McNeil trauma put into me I don't know how they can do this, but they have a way to overlay it on top of my own actual generational trauma. And so, and this was done by um, telling me all of the stories of their family in gruesome detail. And I'm like a little kid, like who talks to their children like this, but that's what they did. And um, we would go to these family reunions where there was just utter chaos and manipulation and infighting and hatred and people would just do horrific things to each other all the time and this is what I grew up around and and so that's another level of trauma that they would layer on as being normal but Linda's family was also calling themselves Christians and and they're and so as I said earlier they're all super soldiers and they are also infiltrated in the church. You look at them today. They're all millionaires. They're all very well known in their communities or their careers or whatever, wherever it is that they're placed. They, just like me, they all can work like dogs and they're not tired. Like they just don't stop. Um, very, very smart. Uh some of them have connections to the royal family. Some of them are in the military. They have reach. And, and they're also very deep into the same theology that I'm being taught and programmed. And they're like backing it up. And, um, and you know, you're a kid, right? So you, sometimes you don't do things right. And, and if you're at a family function, well, you got preached to about how you're going to hell you reprobate like you better smarten up listen to your parents like this is how it was Is top-down religious control so you can imagine like as a as a kid i was just very confused all the time just
2: well yeah they, <laughs> you
0: know carting you off to rituals and yeah. using you horribly and then the religious programming is getting piled on and i mean if there's one thing as you because you brought up so many terms as we're going through this and yeah. this is interesting right because like so for me i've had to to get this far in the ministry of uh, like brad ministries right like i had to start off by sorting out a lot of the foundation like people have no idea how much foundation work i had to do like literally taking all of the theological arguments and like working through them. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people don't know this. I-, I was in the closet like eight hours a day for like three years, um, settling, <laughs> settling, like stuff on that level just to get ready for what God was, you know, going to do. And, you know, then trying to turn around and explain to people how you can collapse realms and timelines, like with the powers, <laughs> you yes. know, that we're not even, but as you're talking through it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I I know that I've heard that I've heard this, I've heard that. And that, yes, this holds this kind of bondage in place. And this idea, it actually is anchored to this. It's interesting though. And, and I mean, I, I, my personal thing is, you know, like you have your experience, right. And there's no way that uh, I'm going to disqualify that. And so you've seen these people, they programmed you with them. It, it's just, to me, it's, it's incredible that the, the religious programming was built into the pre-implantation component of the story and it's like all right that pre-exposure that's a that's very deep right mm-hmm. and it, it makes you wonder because sometimes i look at it like I me mean, personally and i was like you know why would people opt in for a version of christianity that is devoid of power it's all white knuckle it's all guilt it's shame mm-hmm. it's and, and and it's like, no, but that's what we're going to cling to. And, you know, you people that have freedom, that worship God freely, that speak in tongues, have miracle signs. Ones like you're the ones with the demons. The funny thing is some of them are the ones with the demons. So then I ran into the demons in the Christian mystic movement. I ran into the demons in the charismatic movement and the kundalini infiltration. I'm like, well... Let me not derail our conversation on my personal frustrations here, but uh, I'm I'm tracking with you. And one of the things that is absolutely true, right? Uh, When I found out the statistic that the Southern Baptist convention had, I I think, I mean, back in the two, 2010s, it was like 40,000 free Masonic pastors in the denomination. And it's like, you know, of course They're using that denomination for a subversive agenda, whether or not everybody that's involved has any idea at the surface that that's what's happening. So I, I really appreciate what you're bringing out. Please continue.
1: Yeah, so I bring all that out on the religious side just to help jar some folks that might need some freedom from that and to encourage you to go and do your own homework and really study the word of God, please do the actual word of God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Dan has really great stuff um, that just blows the top off this. There's also several other really awesome scholars out there. You can still get their stuff. Hasn't been taken down yet, Um, but, and, and ask Jesus to show you the truth. He said, if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And that is, he is the way, the truth, and the life. And all who come to the Father through him will find that. Um, So, yes, this is very convoluted and crazy, and it can seem like you'll never make it through. Ask Jesus to reveal himself to you. He will.
0: So they were using this. Now, now, um, I still need to come back to the time travel. But before we get there, the Jewish bloodline
1: yes so now we're getting there so yeah. um so essentially what was done which i i've just been putting together in the in the last little while um but there is a very deep connection between um our bloodlines and our family heritage and What God's original intent for our family lines, whether Jew or Gentile, was back in when he created this and thought it up and did the artwork of what it would be to be a son of God in the earth and all of these realms and everything. And he hasn't changed that. Satan has tried to derail it, steal it, get rid of it, use it for himself, whatever. But that he can't change what God has done. And when when we're talking about inheriting the earth and how we were created to have dominion here, we also have to take that knowledge and apply it to how we understand our programming our actual physical geolocation on this planet, none of these things are by accident. And this is something that I've really started to see the bigger picture on, like in a way that I didn't even think to think of before. So this, and this is gonna play into a lot of um, your work around liberating territories and land and mandates. Um, It's all connected. So, this is how this goes. Um, <laughs> so I, w- I, I'm just, and I got to read a few of my notes here because this is really going to explain how I figured out the tribe that I belong to, and then how this attaches to literally where I live right now today. Yeah. So, um, oh, I just need to quickly find this. But um, uh. just a minute okay yes so um so this is a little bit of the time travel and a little bit of bloodline all together so um i went and this you hadn't released this prayer yet so i was just tracking to your podcast um where you did your deliverance in south africa and i just i felt the holy spirit saying yeah you can pray along with this so i did and um, I I was just praying for the land like that, that where my family lives, just that small area. I hadn't expanded out to anything else. I was just like terrified. I was like, Oh my gosh, she's letting me pray for like where my house is. Okay. So he released a whole bunch of Nephilim and massive stone walls. He blew a bunch of stuff up, burned it all down in the spirit sent it into this vortex of judgment. And then he told me to lay down, put my hands on my heart. And then he said, I'm going to show you a terrible thing, but I will help you. So, and this is again, like how gentle Jesus is. He doesn't do anything um, outside of what we're ready for. So I saw train tracks and then an old train hauling cattle cars. I knew it was people going to concentration camps. And he showed me a flag with marking on the side of the train. It was white on the top, red, and then black. So, in a layer, all of this is very symbolic. And he showed me that there was a golden crest with a dragon in the center, a lion on the left, and a unicorn on the right. This was representing my three bloodlines. And then he told me so, my relatives, my Jewish relatives, were on the train. This is before I figured out my. What tribe i belong to but this was just me going okay like i already you told me my mom was jewish but okay now what so he showed me the stars they were wearing the jewish star and they were unloaded at treblinka and then i saw the massive clouds of black smoke from the furnaces and then he pivoted and he showed me the young queen elizabeth and he said she was complicit in the camps the reptilians needed to sacrifice the blood to bring in the entities of the world to build the final phase before the Antichrist. I think of a lot of other people have spoken to this, um, but they will do it again before he comes in order to call in the rest of the bee system. But the sacrifice will be larger, biggest one yet. And then I was like super confused by this point. I said, ah, like, I don't have any Jewish ancestors because what I was programmed to believe from Linda's story and my fake mom is that I was of Ukrainian descent mm-hmm. and that, and then on Jeff's side, that I was um, part German and part Cree Indian. So that's what I've believed my entire life that I'm from that area. And this is again, going back to, you're asking about like, do I look similar to the family? Yeah, they did a pretty good job with that. And then also They did a really good job with getting the ethnicity and that genealogical story very close, but not quite. So Jesus is showing me this. I'm like, I'm not Jewish. Like what? (laughs) And, and he just, he straight up said it. He's, he shows me. So this, the star of David, his star hanging above my head. They're just beautiful. They're golden. They're just absolutely lovely. And I see these old Jews reading the Torah. He translates me to Latvia. And I I see the Jewish community there before the war, before all of the the killing and everything. And they're seeking him and and living according to the rabbinic law. And some of them are actually like true believers. Some of them are caught up in Kabbalah, but they're there. That's that's where my roots are from. And he said, these are my Latvian Jewish ancestors before the Germans killed them all and I'm like I'm not Jewish and he says in this very quiet still voice yes you are and I was just like okay I like Mm. I can't argue with you Mm. so then um from there he took me a little bit further and um so um Fast forwarding to my late teens, early 20s, and back into the first Baptist church that I was attending. So um, there was this family, they're known as the Carries around here. They're all like, everyone loves them. They're, you know, very wealthy farmers. And they're very well known in the church. They've been there forever. They planted the church. And, you know, they run the the financials at the church. And they're always on the deacon and elder boards. And everybody knows who they are so i was supposed to marry one of the kids and uh jeff and linda would have allowed it however and i never understood like why this happened because everything seemed to be aligned really well but god showed me that he actually intervened in that marriage um to make sure that it never happened that there was some kind of fight and i got caught in the middle of it and then our two families like split it split ways and He, because at that time I was having like an internal breakdown where I was, I could no longer reconcile what I had been taught with what was happening at home. And I was just like, God, like, if you're there, like, you've got to get me out of here. Just do something. Like, I don't know what to do anymore with my life. So, what he made clear to me is he actually heard that prayer and he honored it. Um, because I was about to be used for several purposes. One of them was um, as a breeder for their Freemason line. And then he showed me this. So ironically there where they live is set on a part of a ley line that runs in our province that is very large. Um, and And it's intersected by another lane line that is not as large but quite still very significant wow and i have spent most of my life living in this area i've never really seemed to be able to get away from it even though i did for a time live in northern alberta and did for a time live in um, calgary when i was younger but always seemed to like stay in this general area where these ley lines are. Now, where I am today, it's like he set us on a teeter-totter of these ley lines. So where they are and where I am is positioned to balance or to be able to go at loggerheads. And this is connected to what God had intended for me and my bloodline from eternity past. So, and this is what Satan was trying to steal. <laughs> so it turns out that where I am, I not only have the uh, territorial mandate for like my home, but I also have it for this. There's literally an area. It's a massive area around me that includes this town where these guys are. Look. And they were controlling it. So this is what was sitting over it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, They had lines running to Easter Island, Stonehenge, Vatican, Notre Dame, Antarctica, Arctic, Cape Horn, South Africa and Hawaii. And there was a massive cabala tree planted over this territory where all of this stuff has been happening to me my entire life. There was a huge portal right above this territory. And there was a massive dark hooded and cloaked entity sitting above it. It was a fallen angel. And Jesus said it was the angel of death, literally parked above us. I'm like, Oh, that would explain why I felt like suiciding my entire life. (laughs) And why I've had the lifeblood like drained out of me all this time no kidding <laughs> and and then and and as she's showing me this entity he's like yeah and it wants you dead too okay well nothing new i've had many things come at me in the recent years trying to take me out so here was another one and uh, so there's this black stone portal slash altar with pentagram etched into the center of the territory and then he just laid out all these words energy, force field, Masonic temple, SRA, sale of children and aborted fetus, wickedness, debauchery, Gaia, Jezebel, Knights Templar, Druids, Ojibwe, Cree, Kainai, Scottish Rite, and Shriners, worship of money. And this is where he revealed the tunnel system that I mentioned earlier that brought me here. Mm, mm, mm. That tunnel system also leads into Hollow Earth. Mm. And there are witches using the energy on the ley lines that are in this place of course of course (laughs) course. And, and they had taken all of this from me and they were using it for their evil works and purposes and drawing on my energy and my abilities and my created being to do all of this wickedness and all of the program like that's what it was being used for plus other things but in a huge way so we prayed over this territory and liberated it. And after it was liberated and washed and cleaned out and just utterly blessed in the name of Jesus, he gave me this word, Asher. And I wasn't really sharp in the in the moment because I had just gone through all of this revelation of what was happening with the territory and, and me and all this stuff. And I was like, Asher, oh, sounds like another Egyptian god I'm probably linked to that I need to get out. (laughs) So I looked it up the next day and uh, I literally Googled God's named Asher. Mm. (laughs) And this is what comes up in the Google search. Asher, a tribe of Israel, means happy and blessed. And I didn't then, want to
0: mess up the punchline, but I was like, Yep, <laughs> yeah, that is one of the tribes. <laughs> so, so that's where you connected. So you are actually drawing on the lost tribe of Ash. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. a heritage. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and so I just like clicked into that. And of course there's a Kabbalah tree listing with Libra as the zodiac sign for Asher. And I was like, "Oh, how convenient that I um am the surrogate of a birth date that fits right in Libra's constellation of September to October." Oh. And God just told me again he's like, "You are Jewish. Asher is your tribe." And I'm just like, "I'm going to just fall right over right now." <laughs> So, um, that is, that was a massive revelation into my true identity, what they've been trying to steal from me, use me for, um, why they were programming me so hard. Um, and funny enough, I was raised to believe that Jews were like the junk of the earth and that they had spit on God's promise and so too bad for them, like it's all about the Gentiles now, and like I had this like drilled into my head growing up. <laughs> Don't need well, to find I mean, out That's-
0: yeah, I, I I get that you know there is this thing and, and and I I am still wrestling through because when you read the book of Revelation, there are a hundred and forty four thousand yep. of the tribes of Israel. It says that it you yeah. can't make it say anything else. There's no like alternate interpretation. is like no, there are twelve yeah. tribes, and the twelve tribes are nowhere to be found. And even now, it's like, well, where are they? <laughs> yeah. In the nations, they are the nations of the earth. Yeah. Like they like, think like the weaving of the twelve tribes, or at least the you know nine and a half tribes that were lost. Are, are the nations and then yeah. you you know so it's it's really interesting there is this stream of mystery as we approach the end times and it's woven into the mm-hmm. deep part of the cabal agenda like they know their angle on it i i don't know yeah i'm still working it out this is another data point for me but wow so interesting and it's tied to land yeah I have a lot to say on land redemption. Nice. <laughs> uh, but. I I am not. <laughs> what I am going to say is we have a whole lot of other stuff to talk about because we, we didn't even touch the time travels. And that was the other part of the cliffhanger. So, so, yeah. so here's, what's going to happen. I think we're going to have to do a part three, just to, just literally consolidate that conversation in one place, which means it looks like I'm gonna have to have you back. Uh oh. <laughs> um, you know, Valerie knew this would happen. Um yeah. <laughs> wow. Well Kate, you you just are 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 are, you know, just a real joy um to to talk to. And there are a lot of other things, you know, you being a connection of old Babel to to the future Babel, like that's another theme that I'm just like hello uh we do have a few more things to talk about so i will make you all that are listening to this podcast wait at least a little bit but uh kate will be back we're going to finish this conversation somehow some way so until next time god bless and godspeed (music) You've been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Visit me at dandeval.com where you will discover merch, books, and the opportunity to engage in our private social network. Join the tribe by subscribing to our email list and supporting this podcast.